Hi, and welcome to our school district podcast, School Buzz. I'm your host, Rebecca Cooksey, and today we're going to be talking about our with our computer science schools during the pandemic. So we have two computer science schools, Westwind and Mariposa. They've both been doing it for, I think Westwind's been doing it for at least one year, and Mariposa's been two years. We started a partnership with Code to the Future, and that was kind of our, our partner that we started this journey with. And the reason we did that was because they brought in a computer scientist that would help support teachers and build their understanding. But unfortunately, during this pandemic, they have um, closed their business. And so we found ourselves scrambling a little bit to figure out what our program would be and what we needed to do for our kids. So today I have with me uh, Casey Forte, Jennifer Krumroy, and Janelle Stevens. And I'll let them do a brief little um, bio on themselves. I'm Casey Forte. Um, I'm one of our EdTech TOSAs, and I work with both Westwind and Mariposa Computer Science Schools, and I've been an EdTech coach now for two years. Love this position. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Crumry, and I'm the instructional coach at Mariposa Computer Science Magnet School. I was in the classroom for 25 years teaching a variety of subjects, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, sixth through eighth grade, language arts, and... I am really enjoying being an, an instructional coach. Hi, I'm Janelle Stevens. I am the instructional coach at West Wind Computer Science Magnet School. I have been blessed to be in this district for 18 years. I actually grew up going through Mariposa and Sierra and Parkview, so I'm very familiar with the sites and with some of the um, teachers are still around. But uh, this is my first year as an instructional coach, so... I am uh, charting new waters. (laughs) Yeah, hard time to start a new job. Uh, You know, you leave the comfort of what you know how to do. In in this pandemic, you know, everybody had to change up what they were doing. And then to have a brand new job of supporting those guys, that's that's a big change for you, Janelle. It is. Yeah. So give me some background on why your school became a computer science magnet school. Well, our school was looking for what would be the best focus for our students. And Mike Choate, our principal, was talking a lot about computer science. We found that our teachers really thought that was a great idea. And we believe that computer science is going to help our students be able to have a career and do well for themselves. Um, He brought it back to the staff and we started talking about it. And we had 100% of our teachers who, even with some fear and trembling, We're really excited to start this journey. Right. I was going to say the exact same thing as Jennifer in the sense that we had 100% um, participation with this. And they were, everybody was was really kind of intrigued by it when Nancy brought it to us. We thought, okay, this, you know, this might be a challenge for some of us that are not super computer savvy. But we love the fact that they were going to have computers one-on-one a one-to-one ratio, and that, um, again, it was going to get them ready, um, you know, for that career, for the next step, um, for their career, for college. We had a PD, I think it was that summer, right before, and we had 100% participation. So we thought that was amazing that we were so, we were so dedicated to just getting this program started. And, And that was one of the requirements from the superintendent, because we didn't want to push down something on people and just say, you're going to be the computer science magnet school and not have people buy into it because we know that that doesn't work. (laughs) That's how things fail when somebody else picks your initiative for you. And so it was really great that everybody on 
everybody on the campus. I mean, even the custodian and the cafeteria workers, like we're in, we're in, um, which makes it a more of a dedication. So when you hit a road bump or when you hit a part that's difficult, you have enough people around that can support and, and move you forward, which is, is really nice. So how is coding taught during the day? Well, before the pandemic, it was taught on Wednesdays at our school and a computer science a computer scientist came to our school and went from class to class. That's kind of how it started, but we found that many of our teachers were able to do the curriculum themselves. We were using the Code to the Future curriculum as we began. However, over time, it has changed and the teachers have taken on more of the responsibility for it. And now teachers are integrating technology into their curriculum. And this is before the pandemic. Since the pandemic, of course, everything had to change. And now teachers are learning a brand new skill. But I feel like our teachers were much more prepared. They had already used a lot of the programs that are now so vital to their teaching. And the transition over was a little easier for them because of that. Yeah, um, I think what was really interesting to watch is to see a school that was in year two and a school that was in year one. And um, you can definitely see a foundation that was built. So you have Westwood that was kind of just learning the language and learning what computer science looks like in their school um, and really taking ownership of that. And then Mariposa in year two, taking it on as their own. And you can really see how the teachers kind of weaved it in through their days. They weaved it into their other lessons, other subject areas. So it wasn't just this dedicated Wednesday coding day. It was, that was our, our special designated day, but it bridged throughout other, other areas of their of their classroom and in the week, and it was just part of their daily language, which is really cool to watch. And you could start to see that happening at West Wind too before we are in the situation we're in. Right, and I was gonna say, so we're, you know, we're one year behind Jennifer, you know, behind Mariposa, so we were really relying on Casey to show up and Jonathan to show up from Code of the Future to kind of just guide us through, okay, what are we supposed to be doing? And then, you know, and some of us felt more comfortable. Okay, we're going, you know, let's let's do a little bit throughout throughout the week. And then when they came, oh my, my goodness, the, the students were so excited on that day, you know, for that one, you know, little block of time. Um, Friday mornings was my day. Everybody was there. It didn't matter, you know, before attendance, eh, but once that Code to the Future um, and and Casey showed up, oh my goodness, they were so excited. And, and I think it really helped our attendance for sure. Um, and we noticed that um, that our attendance was a lot higher with, code, with um, integrating the computer science. That's wonderful to hear. I had not heard that your attendance went up on those days. So yeah, I kind of need something special for kids to come in every day to, to do. One thing I really liked about the program was that children were building things and creating things on their own. And I remember going uh, to the first year of Mariposa's epic build and I was walking around the classrooms and there was this little kindergartner who had taken her name and each letter in her name would spin or turn colors. And her mom was watching it. And I said, mom, do you know that your baby coded that. She coded, she made that do that. It wasn't a program that she just put her name in and it happened. She made each letter turn color. She made each one turn the way she wanted it to. Do you realize what she could do? And, and mom was in tears because she was so proud of her girl. Here she is five and she can already do something like that. And it was just, parents are, are so thrilled with the program of what their kids can do. Uh, 
I also went to, I think it was, I think it was also Mariposa that I went and a little girl in sixth grade had made a machine, a, a robot that would color what you, you had to say what you wanted it to, to color with, what color you wanted it to paint with, what, what you wanted it to do exactly. And I was just like, I don't know how to do this. I have no clue of how to do this. And here you're in sixth grade and you're just, you're coding, you're coding to, to run a robot. That's just amazing to me. Yeah, our students really got excited about what they could do, especially our sixth graders, and taking what they had learned before and come up with games that others could play with them. And whether that was through Scratch or if it was through their robots, I mean, they really enjoyed coding the robots. That's the hardest thing to me about the pandemic is that we can't do the robots. Right, and I was going to say with the robots, I noticed... um, with my class because they were in groups of two, that collaboration that they got to have. And, you know, we, they didn't get to choose their friends. We just kind of said, you're with this person, you're with this person. And by the end of that block of time for our epic build, they, they worked together so well. I never had to change groups. They were um, learning trial and error. They were learning that sequencing. I mean, all of those problem solving skills and, and they didn't even realize it. So I think that's one of the great things about the computer science program. And I think as we start building our own program, that will be something that we need to think about is how do we build in those collaborative moments? How do we build in that um, resiliency and that grit that kids need to have for problem solving? Because I know lots of times kids want to have a quick answer. If it's not the right answer, then they're, they want to just not be able to do it. And in uh, robotics, that is not an option. You always have to recode and try again and, and test things out. So I, I think as we build our own curriculum, that will have to be the focus of it, of, of making sure that there are collaborative um, things going on. So we're starting, we're, I'm super excited about this. We're starting a partnership with Lego. Um, I'm hoping maybe to like travel to Denmark one day and be able to write it off <laughs> my taxes <laughs> yeah. because that's where Legos are built. But um, I, would, I would love that. But what are you expecting from this partnership as we move forward? I'm really excited for the opportunity to work with Lego. I think when you look at just the company as a whole, um, it's a play company, but when when they talk about education and they bridge into STEAM and STEM, they're really all about students taking this creative part of their mind and then thinking more critically and uh, not just staying at that play part. So play kind of starts it, but really they want to take it so much further. And I just love their whole mission statement for what what Legos can do for education. And they are just, they're excited about what they do and they make you excited about what they're doing. And um, everything is so intentional and fun with them. And so I think it's going to be such a fun opportunity for our schools to be able to work with them and kind of build what we want our program to look like. Yeah, I felt like even at the at the first training that we had with the Lego company, the people were so excited and they were looking at creative ways to use the Legos to help students and to be able to integrate into your curriculum and to to really make it fun to learn and to have a, a deeper understanding. So I'm hoping that, especially with the Lego robotics, that we will be able to help students see uh, that problem solving and creativity can really be fun and yet make a difference in their future. Right, I agree completely. Um, I think that they're really hoping to engage the students more. Um, I think that's been one of the pickups that's been going on with this online learning, trying to keep them engaged. But I think by having that curriculum 
the LEGO curriculum incorporated into their day or into their week somehow will help to engage and motivate and even continue with our great attendance. And I really like the idea of learning through play. I think a lot of times we don't focus on that in education, which is at a detriment to our children because they are children. Uh, they do need to play to learn. And I, my educational philosophy is um, I'm a social constructiveness. So I think you build your knowledge through people and then building on what you already know. And I, this gives us a, a great partnership. And besides, I'm just thrilled to, to build with Legos. You know, we, we spent one day, Casey and I, putting together some Lego kits uh, for our teachers that, that they can send home to kids. And I told Casey, this is the best day I've had since March. I just got to play and have fun. And it was, you know, not stressed about reopening schools and everything else. So I just, I had a great time. And I imagine kids at the same time, when you break out the Legos and you're still learning, You've got an intention. There's an intention to the learning um, objective, but it's a, a great way for them to be engaged with it and really show and show their learning of what they've done. I also love that Lego takes the robotics, but they're also about real life situations. So especially in their robotics kits, it's we're gonna build this, we're gonna put it together, we're gonna problem solve, we're gonna rework it. But how can that apply to the real world? What are you learning here that you can apply outside of just these Legos? And so I think that's what's so beautiful about how they design their program and, and their intention. It's really, it's an amazing, amazing company. So we're, we're thrilled to be working with them. We're, we're happy about that. And they said we're one of the few districts that they're having a partnership with. So that's kind of cool too. We'll, we'll be their test subject. So neat. Yes. <laughs> how are your teachers teaching computer science during this pandemic time? Well, we, we just got Code Monkey, and teachers were really excited to start using that. Some of our teachers were already using Scratch because they started the integration last year. They could kind of move that over so that the students could do Scratch in this time. So that's been a nice transition. And I would say that um, Google, our students are learning Google in ways that they've never even thought about Google before. And teachers, our upper grades, are even moving into using HTML to build sites so their students can use that as a reflective tool on what they're learning and be able to create that so it's a portfolio that they can take with them. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say our teachers um, were uh, still incorporating Scratch because that's something that they're familiar with. I know some are doing the code.org during their asynchronous time. Um, they're, the upper grades are loving CodeMonkey, and I know that they're doing it for sure. They said that they're even setting up little challenges for their students um, to get on and, and to get to certain parts, and um, just to get another motivational tool that they're using. And it, it seems like they're really enthusiastic about it, and, and the teachers that are getting ready to do the Lego are you know kind of prepping their kids and, and letting them know that, hey, this is coming, and, and it's really... Um, it, it's making this whole program for them during distance learning just really get exciting now and, and motivating them. I know that we piloted CodeMonkey. We said, Jim, try it out, see if you like it. And then we asked the teachers, would you use it? And a few of them said, no, I've, I've got too much on my plate right now, which I completely respect because it's a little crazy right now. But we bought it to be optionally used at the school. So offer it to your kids, see if they want to play with it. And even Casey and I have been playing with it. I have my own account and I there's like a little monkey and he's trying to get the banana all the time. So it's actually a very cute little program. And when I first started it, I thought, 
ah, this is too easy for our kids. And I did a few lessons like, oh no, it gets harder. <laughs> quickly, quickly gets way more yeah. rigorous. Yeah. I thought the same thing as I started. I thought, oh, this will be too easy for our students, but no, it got intense pretty fast, so yeah. it was good. Um, so what, when your kids leave your campus, you know, they go up to fifth grade or sixth grade, um, how are they prepared for middle school? I'm really thinking that we were lucky to have the technology so quickly at our sites and the and the one-to-one ratio and and Google is you know it's across all platforms in the sense of that they're going to need it for junior high for high school for college for their career so I think just having that and their keyboarding skills and then again incorporating this computer science is getting them ready for that um, for that next step if that's something that they want to do they're going to be able to transfer that into high school and then again into college. And if that's something they want to do to get a degree, I really think that we are preparing them and setting them up for success. I think the problem solving too is a big deal. The fact that they have to work with somebody else, they have to persevere, they have to debug even when they don't want to debug anymore. I just want it to work. And they're learning that those that working together, that collaboration is a huge difference in their success. And I think that's huge when they get into high school and even in college, having people that you work with and learning how to study with others in a way that you're problem solving together, that's a huge skill. And, and even if they don't go to college and they go straight to work, that's still going to be an important skill to be a success. They go straight to work. I have jobs for them. <laughs> I'm always, always looking for good IT people that's for sure that's right mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't know that even we have this program from TK all the way through eighth grade um, we have a very robust computer science program in our middle schools we've got web design and they've got um, internet of things um, they've got a lot of really interesting classes that they can take plus the high school has a pathway all the way through. You can you can get um, different certifications through the high school. At no matter what high school you go to, you can go to the virtual school and take extra classes, um, which also connects our junior college that has a computer pathway there, and they're working with Long Beach to get a bachelor of science program there. So you could do your whole education right here in the Antelope Valley, and then get a fabulous job. And uh, I know that. There are not enough people going into the computer science, so people that are willing to go into that and study hard, uh, they can get scholarships to go on and get their master's and doctorates. Um, my nephew studied and got a, a BS in computer science, and Carnegie Mellon, which is a Ivy League school, picked him up, paid for his master's and his doctorate in AI, and now he works for NASA. Wow. There's a lot of opportunity for people that want to go into computer science because it's a, a great field. and. We want to make sure we have every opportunity for our kids. And if they're interested in that, um, we're willing to, to build their knowledge and put them on the right pathway. Uh, so I want to give a community shout out. I don't know if it's a community shout out or a district shout out to our child nutrition department. They have been working since March to provide food for our kids during summer, dedicated to making sure that our kids have food because sometimes the meals that they get at school are the only meals that they get. And uh, they have been dedicated professionals, and I'm just, Belinda has shown great leadership in that, in that field, and I just want to give them a shout out because they've been working really, really hard, and I think sometimes are not always known for what they're doing, so um, good for them. Our next topic is going to be suicide prevention. I have one of the counselors on, 
And you can find this podcast on iHeartRadio, Sprecher, iTunes, SoundCloud, just about any place, and on the district webpage. Thank you, ladies, so much for coming on today. I appreciate your time and, um, and your efforts for educating our children. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.